Guys, welcome to another amazing episode of Triggered. Tonight's not gonna disappoint. We have Jim Jordan here, head of the House Judiciary Committee, all around American badass. It's gonna be really exciting. We're actually live. This is the first live episode from Triggered with an audience uh, because we're at CPAC and we got people filling in all over the place. It's gonna add a little bit of an element of pressure, but so far the crowd at CPAC is amazing. Before we get, if this hat has tickets, if you go find him, introduce yourself, he's got tickets to the reception with all of our president, the big guy himself, not the 10% for the big guy president, but my dad, President Donald Trump. So if you're at CPAC, you find the guy wearing this hat, he's gonna give you tickets to the VIP reception with DJT and you're gonna have a blast. Also, if you're at CPAC, don't forget to vote in the CPAC straw poll so we can have Trump as president yet again. We can drive the liberals crazy and make sure we have a president who will put America first. Hard to believe we're even in a fight about that, but we've seen what's going on with Joe Biden and the Democrats and we realize we gotta fight for these things. So before we get to our amazing guest tonight, Jim Jordan, we got a little news of the week, okay? Hershey's, as in Hershey's chocolate, this week, decided to celebrate Women's Month with a dude. <laughs> with a dude, folks. They recently released a video uh, for their Her campaign. Think about this, folks. It's a Her campaign, and the face of it is a biological man named Faye. You gotta watch this thing. It's crazy. My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. We can create a world where everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada. Okay, so Hershey's is launching their Her campaign with a dude. Like, I, I don't know, if I were a chauvinist, folks, I would say that Hershey's is saying that men are apparently even better at being women than women. Doesn't seem like what I'd choose as a guy with a marketing major from Wharton uh, to uh, promote Women's Month, but we live in insane times. So Faye is the 2SLGBTQIA plus advocate, because LGBT doesn't cover the other 9,476 freaking genders there are these days. So it's the 2-5-LGBTQIA plus advocate. This, this is a 21st century chocolate company. This is where they're going. This is why we need to fight back against the insanity of the woke agenda every day. Do not give an inch. Okay? They're essentially erasing women in Women's Month by pretending a biological man can be the face of women. Like, and guys, do what you want to do. When you're an adult, if you want to do this, I actually couldn't give a shit. But, but, if you're gonna make this the face, if you're gonna jam this down our throats, if you're gonna indoctrinate our children with this garbage, that's when I start having a problem with it. And Hershey's is doing just that, so folks, I hate to do this to these legacy American companies, but if this is the direction they're going, stop 
giving them your money. It's the only way we win this war. Uh, they're just taking cues from the press and the woke media, thinking, hey man, rather than being normal, if we do this, it's an easy existence. But that existence seems to me to be designed to erase everything that is our history, everything that we've known, everything that is good and decent, and everything that is the foundation of America. Don't let it happen. Call them out, call BS, and become unafraid. I think as they're going so insane, people are actually waking up and putting an end to some of this nonsense. I hope we're shutting them down, but you never know, do it. If you sit back and watch it happen and just bitch in your mind, or maybe a little bit on Twitter, that ain't gonna change anything. We gotta fight back. Fight back with your wallet. Vote with your wallet. Don't support them anymore. So a new report from Politico, a major Washington, D.C. media outlet, told staff this week that the word mother, mother, is now offensive. You heard that right. Not motherfucker. That I would understand, maybe. Perhaps I use it a little bit too much myself. But just the word mother by itself, nothing before or after, is offensive. Reporters who used the term mother were threatened with sensitivity training and a style guide that said to also avoid the term pregnant woman. Because in 2023 bizarro insano world, apparently men can get pregnant so it's offensive. Stop. Stop. Okay. A major political journalism institution is saying the word mother is offensive. What does that tell you about the news that these people are giving you every day? What does that tell you about the filter that they put on everything that you read, that gets aggregated and then put in your hometown paper, that your children see and make decisions on? These people are insane. Stop getting your news from them. Liberals hate America. Liberals hate life. There's a reason the levels of depression amongst those who are very liberal is through the roof because nothing makes them happy and they are willing to suck the joy, the decency out of literally everything in existence. Again, we gotta push back, but we gotta remember that these are people that are thought leaders. These are people that carry the news to the rest of the country. It ends up in your small town. It's not just in liberal crazy cities. And you see the results that they're getting. Speaking of which, uh, Lori Lightfoot, uh, the mayor of Chicago, many refer to her as Beetlejuice because there seems to be an uncanny resemblance, lost her bid for re-election this week. She lost to a straight white man. I'm sure he's a lib. I'm sure he's probably equally crazy in terms of policy, but because that happened, she's now blaming it on the fact uh, that it's somehow racist and that because she's a woman. Because again, everything is racism and climate change. There's no excuse for anything else that we don't like in the world other than racism and climate change and perhaps chauvinism because she's a woman. It has nothing to do with the fact that she did a shitty job, that Chicago is like a war zone, that we haven't seen a positive article about anything in Chicago in the years that she was mayor. It has nothing to do with that, folks. It has to do with racism. Because of course it does. Because everything does. And again, if she's a woman, you can also drop 
the dual checkbox of it's against women and it's somehow chauvinistic. I hope Chicago, a once great city, can recover from the disaster that was Lori Lightfoot's mayoralhood, but I don't know. Seems like the rest of the politicians sort of feel the same way, so I don't know that anything will change. But at least voters are sending a message. The insanity has to stop. So, speaking of insanity, and I think this may end up being a good segue into Jim Jordan, the Justice Department has been called out for using SWAT teams to target pro-life activists around the country. I mean, they have not brought one charge against Antifa. Remember the summer of love? People murdered, businesses burned to the ground, billions of dollars worth of damage. I was told it was a mostly peaceful protest by reporters with buildings burning in the background who simultaneously got like hit in the head with bricks. But somehow we were sold that it was a mostly peaceful protest. They haven't brought one charge against Antifa. But if you're pro-life, you don't want to rip a baby out of the womb at 10 months, or as a one Princeton professor wrote a paper, a professor at Princeton wrote a paper, there should be abortion up to the age of six. Not six months, not six months during pregnancy, the age of six, like a grown toddler. These people, again, are insane. The media won't put that out there. You won't read about it because they're worried about the backlash and they're trying to protect it, but this is the direction that they want to go. So, Ted Cruz confronted Attorney General Merrick Garland about this yesterday. Watch the clip and see for yourself. I sent hey, 70 United States Marshals. Let me try again. And let me you, has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the So the answer is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have Why are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute, yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't, and what we have done is defended to the lives of the justices with so how 70 decide, U.S. Marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the, the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? Guys, these people are nothing but evil. Remember, billions in damage, murder, looting, arson, because it's okay to steal and rob a Gucci store if it's in the name of social justice, right? Nothing happened. Merrick Garland is the leader of that, and he's not letting anything happen to those people. But if you're a pro-life activist, you can get swatted with SWAT teams coming to your door. Look at what they did to Roger Stone. Look at the raid on Mar-a-Lago to collect documents with the FBI's hostage rescue team. Overkill, some might say, unless, unless you're trying to deliver a message to the people and instill fear. If you're trying to scare your political enemies, that's a great way to do it. So, of course, Merrick Garland had no answer. DJT has been fighting this weaponization. Jim Jordan is on the committee, going to be doing that. So stick around, you're going to love this interview. And we have to go after these people hard. We cannot let them run out the clock. We cannot let them stall. They will do everything in their power. And it's not like it's just Jim Jordan and his committee fighting back. It's the entire mainstream media covering up for it. It's entire big tech and search engines and Google 
and of course, social media, pretending like these things aren't happening. So when someone can get ripped out of their home with armed guards and a SWAT team simply for being pro-life, and then no charges filed, a jury finds that they're not guilty in less than an hour, they wanted to hang these people out to dry. You see, whether it's that or Kyle Rittenhouse, you see what we're up against. Look at the insanity, look at the actual criminals, right? If you're a concerned mother, and you go to your PTA meeting, you're a domestic terrorist, according to these same people. If you're an actual terrorist that drives through a Christmas parade, a car did it. The car did it, because, you know, I guess we're approaching the time where maybe they're self-driving cars, but that wasn't it. When you have a racist on the other side that doesn't fit the narrative, and you see the media doing it. They pray each and every time one of these instances is that it's a conservative white male in a MAGA hat with an AR-15. You can see him just chomping at the bit, right? They start spreading the innuendo, and then the second that's not true, boom. It's as though it never happened. So that's what we're up against, and don't ever forget it. So guys, this show's gonna be awesome. We got Jim Jordan here, but before we do that, I really wanna thank our sponsors, okay? To sponsor a show like this, where I'll say the stuff that actually matters, that we're actually thinking, and perhaps the things that I have a perspective on from having been in the room for the last few years uh, that others don't. Remember, I used to believe the lies myself six years ago until I was in the room, and then I read the story and realize that what actually happens and what we're told oftentimes have nothing to do at all with each other. Okay? So it takes guts to sponsor a show like this, but this allows us to do this. It allows us to travel to places like this, to interview with the people that you want to hear from, and to have the long-form kind of conversations that we all need to hear. So I want to thank, first and foremost, Gold Co., our initial sponsor. So again, let's be honest, guys. It takes guts to support a show like this, and that's why I want to make sure to tell you about Gold Co. You can see them at donjuniorgold.com. But gold and silver can protect your retirement savings from inflation and dollar devaluation. We're watching that happen before our very eyes. You can roll over your 401k or your IRA into precious metals just to safeguard your savings from the insanity that we're talking about on this show literally every day, okay? Owning tangible, physical, inflation hedging gold and silver can help diversify your portfolio. And from what I saw in the insanity of 2008, that may be a good call right now, right? You see the decisions they're making. You see the cost of everything, whether it's groceries to gas, you see interest rates going through the roof. From precious metals to IRAs to direct purchases of gold and silver, Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans diversify their retirement savings. Support companies who support you instead of those who would throw you in the gulags. Those woke companies, you're going to be looking at these things anyway. Take the time to find those who share your values and support them. You know, put their kid through hockey practice or whatever it may be. So go to Gold Co. If you're looking to do this, it's probably a good idea given what's going on in the world. That's donjuniorgold.com. D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com. Okay? Now, if you're a small business owner with like W-2 employees, because those are the people I love as well. They're cr that's the lifeblood of America. You can now qualify for up to $26,000 per employee, okay? in terms of savings. That's possible through a program called ERC. This is not a loan, and if you qualify, you don't even have to pay it back. The Patriots at MaxRefund.com slash Don Jr. Right, use that one so they know where it's coming from. 
our sponsors got to know where it's coming from. MaxRefund.com slash Don Jr. So they keep supporting this kind of media and this kind of news are the experts in ERC and they'll ensure that you secure the maximum amount of money you deserve on your ERC refund. Visit MaxRefund.com slash Don Jr to qualify today. And again, guys, if you're a small business, take advantage of these programs, right? People who got their degrees in underwater basket weaving and are shocked that they have half a million dollars in student loans are doing whatever they can to take advantage of government programs to make sure that you get to pay for their education, even if they themselves are not willing to, right? You should take advantage of these same programs yourself. If you're a small business owner with W-2 employees, visit maxrefund.com slash D-O-N-J-R for yourself today and take advantage of these programs. Everyone else is. At least you're a small business. At least you're creating something unlike the clowns on the left. So thanks a lot, guys. And with that, we're going to go to our incredible guest. Guys, as I said, we're back on another amazing episode of Triggered with an all-round badass. Not just a badass in Congress uh, and on TV, uh, but a badass that started out as a badass long time ago. Long as time a, ago. I guess national champion wrestler. Long time uh, ago. Jim, how do, how do you go from national champion multiple time, I guess, uh, wrestler to Congress? What, what's that transition like? Actually, not not much of a transition at all because you're all you're always fighting you're always, uh, fighting the left. Except the uh, Democrats are a little bit more greasy yeah, than the opponents that you are wrestling. Yeah, and there's and they, they come at you. It's not just one opponent. You got them coming, as you know, from yeah. all sides. Um, but no, no. Look, I was I was in coaching, and it was, it, it was either time to be try to be a head coach in the Big Ten or do something different. And and I was getting sick of government taking all your money and telling you what to do and insulting your values. And I said, I'm going to run for office. And so I've been in politics a while now, but. Um, there's some similarities, like a good committee hearing. Yeah. When you got when that witness, when you when you believe and sort of know that that witness has lied to the folks that I get the privilege of representing back in the fourth district of Ohio. Yeah. Then you sort of got to treat it like a wrestling match, and you got to you got to be pretty aggressive and go after them. Okay, but you know what? I actually wasn't even going to go here with this, but you were one of the guys when I was being subpoenaed and when I was testifying in front of the you know for treason, right? A yeah. crime punishable by death according to uh, pencil neck shift. Uh, but you were one of the guys in the room, and I'm, I was a baby at this stuff. This is now six years ago, basically, early Russia, Russia. I'm wondering what the hell I'm even doing in the room, and you're right, because it is that match. Like, you actually, in that room, to me, were able to redirect questions that were sort of gotcha that I probably wasn't thinking about, because maybe even at the time, I was naive. Uh, but you were able to sort of be like, and Don Jr., what do you think? And I was like, oh, that's, I, I get it. Like, it wasn't... We were all naive, frankly, at the time, what they were trying to do to, we just never thought they would turn the government on a presidential candidate, then turn it on, on uh, his family, and it was all a bunch of made up baloney. Uh, but I think what we learned from all that was just how aggressive the left is, and, yeah. and how they, there, there is no, unfortunately today, there is no trying to get along with the left. You just gotta stop them, because where they wanna take the country, how they have, in, in many ways, made the government so politically, um, focused on targeting their opposition, which is what they did yeah. to you and your family, um, that is frightening. And that's, that's, that's what we have to fully expose and then pass legislation to, to help remedy that situation. So, I mean, so how do you do that, right? Obviously, you know, we're, I always say we're not in a fair fight. Right? It's not your ideas versus theirs right. or mine. It's their ideas boosted by big tech. Boosted by mainstream media, boosted by, you know, everyone, you know, I read the polls the other day, you know, something like 50% of women identified as LGBTQIA, 
not because they actually were, but because there's a social consequence yeah. to not being that right yeah. now. So how do we actually win that battle? Because so many Republicans refuse to engage. Yeah. Well, that, that's step one. Get off the sidelines, get in the game. Yeah. And, and you, you do it more than anyone. Well, God bless you. Hey, once you put me in the firing squad, yeah. you know, you unleash the, yeah. you know, you back me in a corner, I'm going to fight. I, I found that but, out. But, but it, in, in the way you described it, it's, it's the template. And, it's, and it's, it's so true. The left will tell the lie. Big media will report the lie. Big tech will amplify the lie. Then when you try to tell the truth, you're a racist, you're a fascist. And yep. they come after you. And they, attack, and they try to destroy you, your business, your family. No, there's nothing off limits, which is the scary part. Because it used to be we just yeah. had the debate. So in that situation, you have to fight. You have to fight smart. But you have to fight and then trust the American people that in the end, the truth will come out. We've, we saw it come out on the, as, as, as President Trump says, on the Russia, Russia, Russia. We saw the truth come out there. Yeah. We, we're now seeing it come out on the lies they told us about COVID. So you just, you just keep pressing and the truth has a way of winning in the end. Okay. I agree. We, we learned Russia, Russia's BS. We're learning COVID's BS. We're learning, meaning at, at least, yeah. you know, what, everything we were told. The lies are coming out day in, day out. You know, Twitter's not shadow banning people, right? There's no bias in big tech. Oh, every lie has been proven right. Every conspiracy theorist has been proven <laughs> correct, right? They're batting like a thousand. Yeah. Uh, they're batting a thousand. But the problem I have is, yes, we're figuring it out now and we're dunking on them on social media, but they still got the win. I know. Right? That's like saying, well, you know, two years later after your national championship wrestling match, you know, uh, well, that point was, he, yeah. he, he was out of bounds. Yeah. It, well, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, maybe you get the, you get the Fyrick victory at the end, but they got everything they wanted. They weaponized COVID for election. They were able to slow my father's agenda with Russia, Russia, Russia. So, you know, they're sort of being like, oh, yeah, you got us now. Great. Ha <laughs> ha. They're laughing their yeah. asses off to the bank. How do we stop that? Because there's a difference between sort of being proven right and actually being no, able it. to effectuate. Well, uh, uh, two things. One, the way we ultimately get back, not get back, but the way we ultimately remedy it is is make sure President Trump gets gets elected president yeah. in 2024. Well, and you've endorsed Trump oh, already. I'm 100 percent. 100 percent. Okay, so good. No, we don't have to. That would be awkward, right? No, no, well, <laughs> no. The uh, I've been for him since since day one. No, you've uh, always been awesome, the, and I really uh, appreciate it. Uh, when he announced, and before he announced, I was encouraging him to announce and run again here. So um, he's the guy we need because he's proven he can get things done when everyone's coming together. So that's how well. Yeah. But in the meantime, in this this Congress, we have to get the, all the facts on the table so that the country fully understands what they're what what, what they did to us. Yeah. And maybe the best example, and this is the scary thing, is what they did with the laptop story. Yeah. In the run up to the 2020. Yeah. To the most important election we have, which is election for commander-in-chief, election for president of the United States. Because yeah. that was an orchestrated effort to convince the country that the laptop that the FBI had for a year yeah. wasn't really accurate, even well, though they knew it was. They all knew. 50-something intelligence, right? 51. You know, 51. When, when Hunter did his, like, cry tour, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, oh, they're ganging up on me. I'm like, wait a minute. You had... You're a 50-year-old dude, first of all. Like, yeah. you sound like a bitch. Yeah. But you had the entire force of mainstream media. You had an entire force of big tech. And you had the biggest names in our intelligence, or I call the lack of intelligence yeah. community, backing you. Uh, what happens to those people now? Because, again, there's the investigation. But if there's no consequence, there's no accountability, how do, how do we deal with that? Well, one of the things we should pass is I, I, would, I would bet that all 51 of those people who signed that letter the now famous letter with the, the line, you know, the Biden laptop story has all the 
classic earmarks of a Russian information operation, which became the, yeah, what the media used. So uh, I would bet every one of those 51 has a security clearance. Yeah. Now, none of them were in government. They're all out of government. Why should they still have a security okay, clearance? So who revokes that? Well, the, the government should. But we should pass legislation that says, look, there may be a valid reason for some of it sometimes for certain people. Correct. But all 50 Because that's their meal ticket, right? That's what gets them the contributorship. Yes, this is, this exactly. guy has special access to the information that you yeah. don't know, and they you're can, not. It's classified. And then they go on TV and they lie to you. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, like Schiff and these guys, you know, about me and, and all well, and those guys about me anyway. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't think of a specific thing Clapper may have said on TV that wasn't accurate, but I know when he testified in front of a House uh, or in a Senate committee, he said things that were not accurate. So, uh, but yeah, I think they monetize it, and that's, that, that's a scary thing. So maybe that's one of the remedies. But we can't, and you know this, we can't prosecute anyone, we can't indict anyone. All we can do is our constitutional duty is make sure the country gets the truth and then we have legislative solutions. But when you bring out the facts and the truth, then you gotta, you, you know, you hope you have a Justice Department if someone did do something criminally wrong that they get indicted. Okay, so in my intro to the show, we talked about that. Merrick Garland and the Justice Department, you know, they're swatting people that are pro-life with SWAT teams, but you know, the Summer of Love participants who murdered, looted, arson, burned down buildings, nothing happened. You know, you talked about, we know that Clapper and some of those guys lied. We know that Ray seemingly lied, I guess it was yesterday, uh, before Congress. About, if they can lie before Congress, but nothing happens, meaning I understand that's not you. And we got to make that clear because like some people are, why didn't your dad do X, Y, Z? It's like, well, Congress has to put it on his desk for right. him to actually right. sign legislation. I understand there's a process, but how do you hold those who are refusing to actually follow the law yeah. or the Constitution protecting one side while weaponizing it against the other? Because again, if I lied before your committee, oh, even if you were on it and you were trying, you know, whatever it was, I'd be in jail right now. And they were looking for that because everyone knows it was nonsense, but if you ask me the same question 15,000 times over literally about 50 hours of testimony, yep. maybe he'll make a mistake. He'll put the comma in the wrong spot and now we got him and no, it's, it's perjury. Scary. It's scary. So yeah. if Ray is able to do it, the director of the FBI, Clapper, former head of the CIA, yeah. and they can get up before Congress, yeah, I guess McCabe and Strzok and all those guys seem to have done the same thing, but then they go on, they're not even a slap on the wrist, they get a contributing role at CNN and McCabe, a big salary with it. McCabe and, How do we stop that? McCabe and, well, the legislative branch, what we can do is you go after the money. Yeah. At some point, you, I mean, that's, this is what the founders envisioned, and we've gotten away from this, where the founders said, look, we think in the three separate equal branches of government, if there's one that's more equal than the other, it's supposed to be the legislative branch, and in particular, the House of Representatives. That's why yeah. every tax The people's spending, house. That's like, it's for the people, exactly. of the people, by the people, and, for a reason. And every tax and spending bill has to start in the House of Representatives. Right. So, in the end, the real leverage we have is to say, okay, FBI, okay, DHS, the entity that tried to set up a disinformation governance board, maybe you shouldn't get any money to do anything. We want you to have money to deal with the border, which you're not really doing a very good job of, but we don't, we don't want money being used on this other area, so we have to go after the funding, and that'll be the fight that we're trying to set up with Can you our do hearings. that with fencing? Yeah, you hey, can fence I, I had Cash Patel yep. on a couple weeks ago, and yep. he talked about that, because not a lot of people understand these processes, right? You, you can't necessarily do it, but you can stop the money. You can't and use if you the money can stop for the X, money, you can't use the money for Y, but you can use it for Z, because Z is an important constitutional yeah. function. And I, I think, in terms of everything, whether it's the investigations, always follow the money. Yeah. But in this case, to prevent misuse of 
government right. uh, or weaponization of these task force, uh, you, know, you can also stop the money. Right. So, and, and that's so what can people see? How do we get that going? Because I guess people are, the people that reach out to me, they're, hey, they're just going to run out the clock. They're going to stall it. Yeah. You know, with us, everything had to be quick. And the Republicans, oh, so many of them are so weak. Oh, whatever you want. Here it is. Here it is. Please, please you know, invite me to the cool person Christmas party. Right. They play a different game. How do we prevent them from running out the clock? Because I think we, you know, we got less than two years. Yeah. Hopefully we win again. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to believe we should. We should based on facts. But, you know, right now, let's call it elections. Right. You know, if we're not... If we're not doing the ballot harvesting game, it almost doesn't matter. But we got two years to get to the bottom of this, and we're up against a machine that's looking to protect itself. How? Yeah. So uh, do the investigations, get the facts on the table, uh, lay the groundwork. Now we have a debt ceiling. You know, I'm trying not to get in the weeds too much, but this debt ceiling comes up. One of the things I think we should get on the debt ceiling is, okay, if we're going to give let the country borrow more money and keep doing this crazy Biden spending, one of the things that should be done is a structural change which says when we get to the end of the fiscal year, if you don't have a budget in place or the appropriations process in place, you have what we call a, a continuing resolution. You don't just, you spend what you're currently spending, which would frankly be a lot of savings for us. Yeah. So you get that, that in place and then as you move towards that date, the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th, then you say, okay, look, if you want to fund certain things, we got we to limit dollars going here. You have the fight then with the backstop being, so you don't go into a shutdown, but the backstop being, if we don't get an agreement, yeah. you, you, you spend yeah. what you're currently spending. So those Not are unreasonable. I mean, if you ran your household like we yes. run our country, yes. you'd, you'd be in foreclosure and you'd yeah. be out on the streets, but we can keep getting away with it. Yeah. And then uh, you, you pick the one, like the FBI is asking for a brand new headquarters. I don't know that the folks I represent would think that's I a good use of their money. I don't know that they deserve their current headquarters. Exactly. I mean, if they're so. going to be acting as, you know, a political arm of the Democrat Party, uh, you know, maybe we should get rid of the FBI entirely, or at least you got to burn it down and start from scratch. Yeah, particularly, you brought up the example of when they raided the home of Mark Houck, who, a uh, pro-life activist, sent out 20 agents to his home. Uh, com compare and contrast that to what took place in the summer of 2020, as you mentioned but also compare it and contrast it to what took place at Supreme Court justices' homes yeah. when they were in an assassination attempt on, which was what they were doing, protesting at justices' homes, direct violation of a statute, 18 U.S.C. Section 1507, which says you can't do that with the intent of trying to influence a pending decision, but they did. So that disparity... Oh, but they do it all along, right? They tried to do that to Kyle Rittenhouse by having the press chase the jury pool. They tried to do it... You oh, know, now, I have sick. a feeling if we did that to Sotomayor, it would oh. be a problem. The, yeah. the rules would be enforced. So how do you, again, pushing those guys to actually have, I don't think anyone is dumb enough to believe there's equal justice under the law today. Right, right. Uh, they can see it. They can see it. To, to create that, we have to do some of these things, but you don't have that much time to enact it. How do you how do you do that within this two-year time period? And also have there be enough meat there that it carries on, perhaps in the event that you, yeah. you're not in control of the House. I think part of it part of it is you you, you lay it out, you you pass legislation in the House, you fight to limit where the dollars go, use the appropriation process, the old power of the purse as, as we speak. And then all that, you don't do it for this reason, but all that creates a framework for the American people to decide who they want representing them in the House, the Senate, and in the White House. And that's how American government and American politics works. So our job is to, again, frame that all up in a way that the American people can see it clearly. Yeah. So now, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, it's what you wanted. Uh, I think you'll do an awesome job. You know, take us in the room there. What, what are the priorities? Because there are, you know, there's 25 wonderful shiny objects yeah. that we could be chasing. But 
I think given the timeline and given, you know, what, what are the priorities and how do we get to the bottom of it? Two priorities. One, uh, the border situation is as bad as it's ever been and it's been done intentionally. Day one, January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden comes in and he, he undoes three key policies that the Trump administration had in place that had security on the border. In fact, we had, a, we had a, our first hearing, we had a sheriff from Arizona said in his 38 years in law enforcement, I thought this was powerful, he said the best the border's ever been was under President Trump. Best, most manageable, safest, best it's ever been. The worst it's ever been right now under Joe Biden. So, and that happened because on day one, Joe Biden said, we're not gonna build a wall, we're not gonna have remain in Mexico, and we're not gonna deport for people who do an, enter the country illegally. So, people come and say like, I don't have to wait in Mexico. I don't have to get over a wall, and I'm not going to deport it. Well, Shazam! They're all coming. Yeah, why? So that's shocking. The, yeah, that that's the number one issue. We're going to pass legislation that would address that. Basically, it puts back in place the policies that were there under yeah. under the. And that's almost like you, you you take care of the big picture and you solve a drug trafficking crisis, which has created Fentanyl. every Fentanyl. state and turned them into a border state. Yeah. A sex trafficking crisis, a human trafficking crisis, child predation. Yeah. Like y you cover a lot with just sure that one is. simple policy, and yet the Democrats seem totally oblivious, understanding that they're looking to build yeah. up a voter base. And you're, you know, who cares if it kills tens of thousands of Americans every year with fentanyl? If we can, and that's retain power forever. Yeah, and that that is this. That, that's like the sort of. I mean, it's almost a depressing thought that, that you would have an administration where the fentanyl, the things that are happening to women and children, and it's like, it's caused by your, and you're just doing that yeah. for, for some political game. So that is issue number one. Issue, the second key issue is the First Amendment. Because yeah. this, whole, this whole idea of government being turned against the American people, when you boil it all down, and that's just what I talked yeah. about here, when you boil it all down, it's an attack on the First Amendment. And you think about, in the last couple of years, every right we enjoy as Americans under the First Amendment has been attacked. They're all on the table. Your right to practice your faith, your right to petition the government. Nancy Pelosi closed the Capitol for like a year now. You couldn't come talk to your member of Congress to petition them to redress your grievances. I, your right to assemble, I, I, I tell this story. Two years ago, I spoke to um, the New Mexico Republican Party in Amarillo, Texas, because they couldn't assemble in their own darn state. They had to come to they had to come to Texas to get the freedom to, to, to assemble. So that's the most important thing, and the most important element, the most important right we enjoy as Americans under the First Amendment, is what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's our right to speak. Yeah, and that's the one they're coming because if you can't speak, you can't practice your faith, you can't petition your government, you don't have free press. That's and that's that's why they go after you. That's why they go yeah. after so many conservatives. But it's they've about done that. that effectively, and I get it. Like you know, I, I've sort of I'm a big boy. I've made my bet. I've chosen to be in this fight. But you know, that weaponization. You know, a parent is concerned about going to a PTA meeting. So rather yep. they, they can in, indoctrinate our kids with critical race theory and trans bullshit, and you know, but if you speak up. You know, you're canceled. Like these are things that five years ago you would have been like, "Come on." I know. Uh, you know what I, I mean? Know. Like I, I did a thing in the the beginning about Hershey's. You know, there for Women's Month they have a trans activist with, I, I believe it says, the two five LGBTQIA plus advocate. It's a biological male that's representing Hershey's chocolate for Women's Month. It, They've made it so even if you do have the right to say something, only one side faces consequences for questioning that narrative. Right. And that's something I think we got to regain because they'll say, oh, no, you have it. Well, but if you're going to weaponize, you know, the entire you know, media industry against a soccer mom and dox them, and you see what they've done to so many of these conservatives. Yeah. 
It's not exactly real freedom. Right. If, if you're afraid to say, it's one thing if you go out and scream, you know, racial slurs at the top of your lungs. I mean, I've, I've been called a racist, a sec, I, you know, I was called uh, a homophobe last week because I said, you know, Pete Buttigieg is the most useless person in the world. And he only got that job because he's gay. And that, it's like, it's true. Like, he had no business running for president. He didn't have the accomplishments. But then he was there and he's like, well, he's gay, so we must boost him. And then, well, he ran against us, so he's gay, who checks off a box, so we must make him the first openly gay yeah. transportation secretary. And it's like, well, where's the lie? Like, he has no business being in that role. You tout it for months, just like they did the press secretary. You know, she's the first lesbian black woman from a foreign country to ever. Like, who gives a shit? Just do the job. Yeah, like we want people who can do the job. And right now, speaking of Buttigieg, he, I mean, he finally got to uh, oh, East yeah. Palestine. Uh, East Palestine, after, of course, after President Trump was there. You think he, he was busy chest feeding? I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. And the chilling impact that it has. I mean, you're a, you're a parent today, and you're thinking, I, I might go to the school board meeting tonight, but you think, well, wait a minute, the, the FBI and the Justice Department set up this snitch yeah. line where you could they, They'd call it. the FBI on me if I yeah. showed up to a school and board meeting. They would you, for sure. Uh, but, but I mean, every parent, yeah. just, just a good mom and dad out there doing what families do all over this country. They're, they're, they care about their kids' education. They go to church on Sunday. They volunteer at the Little League games and help coach their kids. I mean, they're thinking in the back of their mind, it's yeah. like, Maybe I shouldn't even go. I was thinking about speaking up, but maybe I won't even go. Yeah. I That's think to your problem. point, that apathy is what got them here. That's why they're winning all of these things. Like I said, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of, and I see yeah. it, and listen, I'm guilty of it myself. Like, we're dunking on Twitter. But guess what? They got what they wanted. You know, two years later, we figure out it's yeah. the truth. They got what they wanted. Same thing in, in all of those. You know, they've taken over institutions. I mean, think about... Yeah. The, the hills to die on for the left is like, a parent shouldn't know that a teacher is indoctrinating their three-year-old and trying to convince them to get permanent gender reassignment surgery. Like, they don't, like, they don't even think that's controversial that we should carve the parent. Yeah. You know, that the, the one lady I saw last week, well, I have a master's degree in education. That's like, eh, like, we, what do the parents know more than me about what happened to their children? Like, it's lunacy, but they're believing it. That's their religion. Yeah, it's right? Crazy. It went from, you know, I guess Greta Thunberg was the leader of that religion for a while, of the leftists. It, it got taken over by, you know, Anthony Fauci, who was the high priest, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, of, yeah. of leftism. And now it's getting owned by Ukraine. Yeah. And, wow. uh, you know, that's the new religion of the left. And yeah. they'll break down everything possible. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Ukraine and what's going on there right now? What's the goal? <laughs> I don't know. What's the objective? You know what the objective is? Enrich, create the oligarch class in Ukraine with the billions that they're going to pilfer. Kick back to big war in America who watched Big Pharma get rich for two yeah. years. And, like, everyone gets a board seat and makes money, except for the American people who have to actually foot the fucking bill. Yeah, and, and uh, what did the Biden administration say? We're, gonna, we're there for as long as it takes. And I would say, yeah, as long like, as it takes to do what? Wait, wait, Someone we've been out of me. the never-ending wars for all of, like, nine months now, yeah. and we're like, we're back. We're so, back, so look, we, we understand Putin's the aggressor. We understand that, that, that you know, that this was wrong for him to come there, but is it to... Is it to kick him out of the current Ukraine? Is it to kick him all the way out of Crimea? Is it to yeah. get rid of Putin? I mean, no one tells me what the objective is. So you, I don't know how you define success when you don't know what the objective is, what the goal is. Um, that's the problem. And the American people are smart, yeah. you know? Well, I saw that yesterday. I mean, I guess NATO said, well, we're in the future. We're going to let Ukraine into this thing permanently into NATO. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, while we're at war, 
you're taking like the biggest or one of the, probably why we're in this to begin with, right? Those conversations. I'm not saying Putin wouldn't have done it anyway. I'm not naive, but like it was certainly an excuse. But now they're saying one of the biggest negotiating chips to get to peace, which is I think what we all want. No one wants never ending wars. Like to get to peace, let's just, let's just pull that off the table. These people are insane, but like they're they're doing yeah. it in NATO, and we'll fund all of it, most of it. And we, we got here for two reasons: one, weak leadership in the Oval Office. Uh, when yeah. Mike Pompeo was asked the question a year ago, because just after the, the Russia initially went in, he was asked the question: Would this have happened under President Trump? He gave the best answer. He yeah. said, "The short answer is I don't know, but I do know this: It didn't happen under President Trump." So that's problem number one: weakness from the Oval Office. Problem number two is the stupid energy policy this administration has, because it's energy that drives Putin. Putin has the, the, the resource. If we, if we were the dominant uh, country in energy, then we would be in a much better position. I don't know if it happens if yeah. that's the case. So we killed two, our own exactly. while boosting. That's the one I never understood with NATO, right? Germany asked us to write a check to protect them from Russia while they sign a deal for the Russia pipeline to get. So they're enriching the enemy that they want us to protect them from. And we're sitting there like shutting down our energy. And it's. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, you sense. have to be like the dumbest human being in the world to think makes, that this makes any sense. Makes no sense. That is the problem. That's why we're in this situation. And again, we're in this situation without an objective. So I, I think the American people are saying, wait, time out. Time out yeah. here. Let, well, and, and the Biden administration just wants to keep sending the hard earned money of the people I represent in the 4th District of Ohio. I don't think so. Right. So you said, you know, obviously the border being one of the big ones that you're going after. What, what would be the next one? The, the, this, this idea that. This weaponization of the government uh, okay. agencies being turned on the American people, but I really think, and that's so big because it's yeah. you got the ATF coming after millions of Americans who have yeah, a gun that was, They got, made that rule. It wasn't like you know, the, hey, the American no, redneck has incredible ingenuity. Yeah. You, you give them a rule, they'll figure out a way around it. <laughs> but in this one, for the Second Amendment, folks, like the ATF wrote this rule, and now they're going back and be like, oh crap. Like, it wasn't like they're coming up with a law. Like, we didn't create something out. Like, we followed the letter of the law that they wrote, and now they say, totally. hey, we don't like it anymore. So we're going to make millions totally. of Americans either felons, either very costly, force them into a registration process. Like, yeah. So Put the weaponization is, is big, but when, so when do hearings start on that? Well, we had one uh, early on where we had Senator Johnson, Senator Grassley talk about what happened to them. Uh, Jonathan Turley come in and talk about censorship by surrogate, which, which yeah. we see in big tech. So we're, we're following up on, we had two FBI people, former FBI people come in and talk about what's happened to the FBI uh, and how, how, how dramatically it's changed from its central mission of, of several years ago. But our next hearing is going to be next week and it's going to be on the Twitter files. And we're going to have uh, people come in and talk about, uh, Matt Taibbi uh, and, and Schellenberger are going to come in and talk about what they saw when Elon Musk gave them access to to what was going on with the collusion between our government and big tech to limit the information Americans got. This, the, the term they use, visibility filtering, which is a fancy way of saying when they, yeah. when they shadow you know, banned When they agree with, yeah, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> and it's even interesting, it's like, I, I was psyched when Twitter did the change. The second it was announced, even before the takeover happened, like my engagement following went oh, through the roof because they, they were burning the files. Yep. Right? Then, you know, it, it looked like it was going to collapse. It wasn't going to go through. And I was like, the brakes were put right back on. And I was back to it. Then the took a takeover happened. And it was back thing. again for a month. We but now, it. me and a, like a lot of my, I was talking to Charlie Kirk and some of the, like my conservative friends that I talk to daily, they're like, Twitter 2.0 now is worse than 1.0. Oh, really? Like in terms of engagement, yeah, it's, I'm back down to like, you know, a good tweet, you know, get. So do you think it's that 
again, the inmates are running the asylum, right? You can get rid of a lot of the workforce, but well, it was still a company that was 99%, 99.9% left one yeah. way yeah. that, you know, again, I think Elon Musk believes in free speech was trying to do that, but I also think he's got 30 things going on and he may not be, you know, how, how do we get to the bottom of that? Because, you know, I, I see it and it's, like I said, I have friends in this world that are like, it's worse now than it was yeah. under the Bolsheviks, which yeah. is hard to believe. It's scary. Um, so we're, we're going to have them come in and tell, tell their story, what they saw, and additional things they say that they've, they've learned since the, what are we up to, 17 different Twitter files that have, that have uh, come out. But I really like uh, Taibbi and Schellenberg, what they wrote in particular about the run-up to the 2020 election, where we, we saw just how choreographed, it seemed to me how choreographed this whole yeah. narrative was to get everyone to buy into the concept that what was going to come out on Hunter yeah. Biden was Trump a was going to get into us into World War III. Yeah. No, yeah, Biden, Hunter Biden's a great human being, but I'm a piece oh. of shit. Like, <laughs> so, was, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm like, I don't understand. And, and it's so uh, I do think that's important for the country to fully understand as we're focusing in on this this attack on the First Amendment. So, again, we have some, I guess, some people concerned about the January 6th stuff. So let, let's talk about that for a second. I, I mean, I've heard from people in the mainstream media. Uh, I've heard from, you know, other committees. Yeah, people knew uh, that some of the blockbuster witnesses to create this narrative yeah. lied yeah. under oath. You know, it's one thing going after the former director of the CIA. That I, I understand how the swamp works, unfortunately. I want to go after them. I think yeah. we have to. But... When these people see, remember, you know, Trump took over the wheel. Well, that never happened. And like, you know, he took the beast. And I was like, hey, man, if Trump took over the wheel of the beast to go drive and be with his supporters, like, I'm more likely to vote for him, not less, but minor <laughs> details. But, you know, when it seems like it was just a sort of known secret, right? You had a, a committee that was a sham. Yeah. The Republicans were, you know, with Republicans like those, who needs Democrats? Yeah. Um, but people knew that there were lies. But it didn't matter. I mean... Those people, something has to happen. Right. And, and how do we get to the bottom of that? Again, when it's sort of like an unknown swamp secret, guys, we're talking January 6th right yeah, now. Yeah. Guys, so like, yeah. uh, we, we, we you know, how do you do that? Because you, you have a narrative. Now some of the video's coming out, right? Right. Kevin released it to, you know, to Tucker, and we're, we're seeing, I'm like, wait a minute, like, the cops are saying it was a setup. The cops are opening the doors. You know, the Democrats are really upset. You know when they're really upset something, it's because they were trying to hide something. They could have leaked this stuff. They could have even done what they always do, which is yeah. selectively leak stuff. You know, they did some of it, but the narrative to me now in J6 is what I always knew it would be because I'm not an imbecile and I've right. been in the room at right. this point. So I knew it was bullshit, but now it's coming out. You know, they're outraged that it's coming out, but if, if they knew, and it's sort of a DC secret, how can that be? Because if there are people that are exonerated, that have been sitting in jail, who were not violent, yeah. okay, uh, from this, and the Democrats held it and withheld that exculpatory evidence for two years, how, how does someone not go to jail for this? I mean, imagine that's yeah. taking two years of someone's life for bullshit in a narrative, knowing it, making sure they use their power in media and, you know, power in government to prevent that, to drive a narrative like, you know, the first unarmed insurrection in the history of the world. I mean, give me a break. Like, is anyone this stupid? So uh, I will tell you what, what we've been doing in the, in the committee. We've had uh, a number of FBI uh, agents come to us as whistleblowers, yeah. and they talk a lot about the pressure from the D.C. Yeah. Uh, headquarters and yep. the Washington field office on field offices around the country to 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 go after January 6 uh, yeah. people who were there. The the, the very first uh, whistleblower we talked to 
who is from the Boston field office. And just, just to add some, some additional flavor to what, what you described, uh, he said they got a call from Washington and said, hey, we want you to, to uh, prosecute the, or start an investigation of these two individuals. They were the two who organized a bus tour, two buses that came down for the January 6th route. And they said that the two individuals who organized it, we have them on video uh, inside the Capitol. And they said, okay, send us this stuff. They opened an investigation on it because they were inside the Capitol. All right. Uh, I don't know if they did anything other than get inside the Capitol, but they, you know, they're inside the Capitol. They said, okay, well, well, they said, we want you to open up an investigation on the other 138 who were part of the trip. And uh, the, our whistleblower, who, to, to his credit, said, uh, why? Yeah. Is, what, what's the predicate? You know, there's got to be some predicate yeah. for open investigation. And, and they said, well, because we don't want you to do it. They were on the bus. He says, well, you got pictures of them inside the Capitol? Did you, any, yeah. any video? They go, well, no, it, it, we don't have that. And they go, we're not open an investigation. Yeah. So the political, the, so we are, we are looking into this uh, as an uh, issue. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Some people, if people did something wrong, fine. They're going to be prosecuted. Yeah, I got, people, we, we, like, wait, listen, we got it. We got to do that, but again, they're not prosecuting uh, the Summer of Love folks. If you were with, I know people, their grandmother, like, put a post up about Facebook about being like in D.C. that day, and they got a knock on the door. Well, you know what happened. You know, and too. meanwhile, everyone that's committed a crime in America these days is like a domestic terrorist. Oh, he was on our radar, but we didn't have time to do that because we we're busy looking after your grandmother. Like, yeah, it's it's insanity. And the and Bank of America gave, if you were in the D.C. area. Yeah. And you, your debit card or credit card, if it was used on the fifth, sixth, or seventh, you got contacted. That is, that's that is really frightening. The, yeah, what that, the that overreach. But oh again, my goodness. if it went the other way, oh. you know, no one asked who was at Kedosha who didn't belong in Kedosha on the nights of those rallies. The banks wouldn't cooperate. You'd be violating, you know, X Y Z rights of that individual, and yet this way it happened. And by the way, I talk a lot of shit about the FBI, but when I'm saying that, I'm talking about leadership because I've right. had the same thing. The guys that are the door kickers, you know, whose opinions are known, awesome people. They, they come up to me every day talking about the tarnish of their badge. They can't believe it. They're embarrassed. But the problem is because they know that they have no chance of actually ever getting up the ladder. Yep. You know, the leftists have taken over that institution. So it's not the guys actually doing the work, but, you know, they also, they got a job. They're going to lose their pension. They're going to lose their homes. They're going to lose their... And, and that's why I'm so glad to see the whistleblowers. I've been saying it for a while. Like, hey, guys. Come. Guys, it's time. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. It sucks. I promise you. It was a lot easier for me to be a real estate developer, too, yeah. than to get out in this beautiful, you know, uh, <laughs> battlefield of a political landscape, especially when you're on my side. Uh, but, like, you got to do something. So right. are you, you're seeing enough of that to see just how yeah. bad it is? Yeah, exactly. And they, they talk about the pressure they're under to catalog, categorize, even cases that aren't domestic yeah. violent extremism as domestic violent extremism. So much so that we had the Richmond field office do the memorandum which said if you're a traditional Catholic, you're a domestic extremist, right? I mean, the, think the, about that. That's, like, that's a so traditional crazy. Catholic, what does this have to do with any, like, and again, actual domestic extremists. It's like, they're not interested in someone who's not an extremist, who's not like a white male in a MAGA hat with an AR-15. Yep. Like if you don't check those four boxes, it's like it didn't happen. Yeah, because we saw that the summer of 2020. We yeah. saw, you know. Well, you saw that in the Christmas parade. Yep. Yeah, well, the, a car drove through. I go, oh. <laughs> like, I'm reading the article. I'm yeah. like, I literally was like, you mean that's not the onion? Yeah, like, there, I, I thought Wisconsin. I was being punked. Yeah. And it's like, so someone who has incredibly racist postings on their Facebook page for months is talking about this stuff commits a crime like that, an act of hate against white people at like Christmas, like whether it's religious, whether it's race, whether. 
a car drove through, oh, really magically. Because yeah. it's freaking magic. Yeah. Now, if you reverse those things, what, what would the headline be? Right. Everything, as you know, <clears throat> for the left is driven by politics. It's all about what's the political goal, what's the, how, they, how they get power. I mean, we, we, I think we just tweeted out, you know, why did, they lie, why, why did they lie to us about gain of function? Why did they lie to us about the origin? Why did they lie to us about natural immunity? Politics and power. It's always yeah. about, for the left, it's politics. So they could lie to the, and, and you see that in so many different, so many different issues. It's, and now the good news is, even though the left controls every institution, the left controls the, the, the White House, the left controls the bureaucracy, they control big tech, they control big media, they control Hollywood, they control higher education, they control all kinds of things. But they don't control we the people. And we the people, in the end, figure it out, push back, and you, you know the best example of that? 2016 presidential election. Yeah. We the people said, time out. We're but they saw that. Okay, yeah. they saw that, and then they utilized that, they weaponized COVID, right? They, they weaponized Fauci. They weaponized the media to make sure, they, by the way, they weaponized, you know, on the state level, they weaponized the laws to, I always say, you know, you could run Jesus Christ against John Fetterman right now for president in 2024, and it don't matter if we don't start playing the game that the way they are, because yeah. they'll figure out whatever loophole, they're so much better at this than us. You know, they'll figure out the loophole, they'll do this, and even then they'll say, oh, well, there was a Republican that voted for it. Yeah, because you browbeat him, you bullied him, the hometown yeah. paper basically said, we'll get you out of your position on the state legislator. If you don't go along with the Democrats, you're racist, you're homophobic, yeah. you're misogynist, you're one of the ists, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, you know, these people are getting bullied and pressured into doing stuff that they don't even agree with, you know, or they're just weak and, and right. but so again, we got to get to that point. And so w with them trying to run out the clock, I mean, why, why don't we go right to subpoenas knowing they're trying oh, to do these things or all we, of these things? Why we, don't we go right to that and just at least go get yeah, the information, we are, we're, we're make trying. it public. Yeah, we're trying to make all the information public we can. We've done, I've done more subpoenas than any, the rest of the Congress combined. Um, but, it, but it's still like for all of us, because we've lived this for so many years now, we'd, we'd have liked to have done them all yesterday. You know, we'd like yeah. to have had all the facts. Yeah. But there's a process you got to go through, yeah. unfortunately. Talk about that, because I, you know, again, I think there's probably a lot of pressure on you. Why don't you do that right away? I mean, yeah. I'm asking the question that way because my people are asking it, but there is sort of a process. You know, we saw this during the speaker's race. I want Jim Jordan to be. It's like, like A, you don't want that, Joe. Yeah. B, it'd be harder. You know, there, there's just, there's the realities of DC, uh, you know, at play. And so to, to be, punctual and to get something done, you still actually have to play within those realities and you can't just There's a whole do process. what we'd all love. There's a whole process, particularly when you're talking about folks in government versus folks out of government. Folks in government, you're trying, you want to talk to them. You, you ha if you just go subpoena without any correspondence ahead of time, then it's just not going to fly. They're not going to show. You'd have to go to court. I mean, it's just a whole drawn up process. So the, what you normally have to do is write the letter, they respond back, then you talk to their lawyer. Uh, and this goes back and forth. You try to accommodate, and then at some point, if they if they're just not coming in, then you issue the subpoena. Mm -hmm. But you have to lay that track record if you're because if you get to the point where they don't come and you got to go to court, you got to have that track record. So it's a different process for folks in government. Out of government, it's a little different. People who've left government, it's a lot quicker. And so uh, we, we're going to try to get those people in in a, in a, in a more uh, expedited way and, and get their testimony, get their transcribed interview or a deposition get that done yeah. but it is a process you have to go through to lay the groundwork um, 
how, so how do you convince the American people? Because the, you know, the Republicans, you know, everyone, again, I understand it. There's a lot of people that they want X, but they're not necessarily going to inform that, that process. How do you keep them in the loop to know that it's going, but also going, you know, as aggressively, I guess, as possible? How, how do you make that connection so that they see it? They can, because I see people, hey, I don't want to support any Republicans. I don't feel like we're getting enough action. I'm like, well, that's not exactly, like, I understand, again, the realities. Yeah. Uh, we do, I mean, I think part of what we're going to try to do is you're going to have hearings so that you can present some facts. People see um, the facts get put on the table, and then behind the scenes, you're doing the depositions, you're writing the letters, you're getting the course, you're, you're, you're doing, you're getting the evidence, the documents you need from subpoenas, and building the case. Uh, that's, that's just how these investigations work. So we're, we're committed to doing all that as quickly as but in a way that's consistent with the law, consistent with the Constitution. Yeah. So, you know, since we're finishing up sort of January 6th, but what do we do about the Ashley Babbitt shooting, right? I mean, it seems to me like it's, I'd say, the least investigated police shooting in the history of police shootings. I see the video, and as a gun guy, I know, like, this was not a, like, any other cop with this video would be in jail, not made a hero. Uh, like, it's, it's clearly, I, I don't even want to use the term accidental discharge, because to me, as a gun guy, it's like, it seems actually worse than that. Just gross incompetence from someone with a record that I've at least read about. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I've read about, you know, negligent firearm stuff from this officer. Well, I, think he left they're, it, they're, I think he left his Yeah, I think he left a loaded firearm in a toilet in Congress, just so we're clear. Like, um, but he's turned into, like, you know, he's General Patton. And it's pretty obvious, and you actually, if you look at the videos, he actually bad, I think actually punching one of the other aggressors. How does that, you know, again, how do people feel confident that stuff's gonna happen if that happens? And I get well, it, like, these guys, I love law enforcement and the community, it's one of our most vocal supporters, yeah. but like, I saw that, and I'm seeing the tears on a stand, and I'm, you know, I'm also seeing them now opening doors everywhere. I'm saying, this is bullshit, and. This is, this is why um, what Speaker McCarthy did, Yep. with allowing, allowing transparency to begin to happen <clears throat> with the release of the, the, video, the videotape, I think is so important. Also, remember, <clears throat> there, are, there are millions of documents that the House Administration Committee now has. Yeah. We're gonna take a look at those documents yeah. too. Oh, and I know what my father's told me, right? Nancy Pelosi, they ask for National Guard. They, they were trying to prevent this stuff from happening. No, 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 we don't, it's, you hear the cops. Hey man, this was a setup. You're seeing the videos now, it's like, they orchestrated, they were, it seems to me, as a person with a brain and an IQ above single digits, like, they wanted this to happen because they could use it to weaponize, they could use it to lock down, they could use it to go after innocent Americans, they could use it to go after the Second Amendment, even though it seems like almost no one was actually armed at the insurrection, which again, I don't know, like if I was doing an insurrection, it probably wouldn't be that way, but I would never do that thing because I'd be investigated already and, and in jail. And meanwhile, the guy who planted the bombs at the RNC and DNC, yeah. what, what, it's been yeah, two definitely not a Fed. What, where, where, yeah. where, where, Magically, that disappeared, right? What, like, but, but what's, you know, I think Chris Ray was even asked about this. What, what's, what's the status of that? The guy's on videotape walking around Washington, yeah. D.C., and you don't, you, we have no leads, no, like, no information. It was like it was that. just a setup as part of another narrative, but because they got what they wanted elsewhere, they don't even need to bother to follow up that part. Like, you know, I when know. I see some of the video, I mean, the instigation stuff, it's like, like, you don't even have to be me, meaning you don't even have to be a guy that's been in the room and seen the bullshit to be like, come on now. Like, my five-year-old would be like, ah, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't understand. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, that the, again, this is why this the release of all this video I think is so important because we've only seen parts of it. Yeah. We want to see. We want to see. Um, we want to see what all, I mean. What, I forget how many thousand of hours of, of tape it is, but it's it's a lot. So we want to see all that. Okay. So I guess since we're hitting all of these things, how, how do you get to the bottom of the Russia hoax so that never happens again? Right? Because that was something designed to literally, you know, change the ability of a president to do his job. Yeah. It's clear. It's obvious. We all know how it started. We all know where it went. But but again, it was still effective. How do you stop that from happening again within all these parts? They're, they're sort of all interrelated, but yeah. that one's like in the past. And again, they get their win. It didn't matter. They were able to stop it. Like, if you put this cloud over the head, weaklings like Paul Ryan will say, maybe we can't do the wall because, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe there's something to this. And it, it I think Trump was really accomplished. It's amazing what he was able to get done given all the stuff floating over his head, but that stuff floating over his head was designed to slow down his ability to accomplish it. Yeah, and it, and it undermines his fundamental, probably the thing that bothers me and, and, and ticks me off more than anything is the idea that it's the unelected people who think they run the government. Yeah. Alex Vindman thought he was more important than the President of the United States, for goodness yeah. sake. I mean, uh, th these guys in the, in the, quote, deep state, they think, Fauci thinks, Fauci ran our lives for three stinking years. For well, and he's wrong about it. By the way, when are we bringing him up on charges? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. This guy, this guy was wrong about everything. So, but one practical thing to the, to the Russia story, maybe what we need to say is, FBI, you're interviewing someone? You got audio, there's gotta be some kind of tape of that. Because if that happens, remember the where this all started. We started with Mike Flynn, what yeah. they got Flynn on. Yeah. And they bring him in, and, the, and the, when Horowitz did his investigation, the agent did that. I didn't think he lied, because yeah. he didn't lie. They yeah. were trying to set him up, remember? So yeah. if that's on audio tape and we get to access to and that, maybe this all doesn't happen, because they were actively trying to undermine the guy the American people elected as commander-in-chief, yeah. your father. That's what they were all up to. And this unelected folks doing this is so contrary to our Constitution. But there's, that's one, we've actually proposed that amendment. Of course, all the Republicans supported it, Democrats voted it down. All right, well, I mean, are you losing any Republicans on these things? No, not on that, not on that. And, and I don't, I mean, So how do you call idea, that out, right? Like, I, I mean, I imagine there have to be moderate Democrats in Ohio, your home state, that are like, hey man, even our Democrat, meaning I believe there are moderate Democrats in America. I just don't believe there are any in office because you can't win without the New York, California Democrat money. And you're not getting that if you're not no, you you know, for, right. you know, allowing a three-year-old to change their gender permanently. Right. Like, you said it right. There are, there, are, there are moderate Democrats around the country, but there aren't many in D.C. Um, and there aren't many, unfortunately, now because uh, the left is, controls that party, there aren't many who believe in the First Amendment. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a scary, uh, that's a scary. Remember, there was a survey done last fall, because I talked about this before the election. Mm -hmm. They asked Democrats, Democrats, they, they, they surveyed, they said, um, uh, how, many of the, how many of you believe that America is the greatest country in history? And more than half didn't believe that. Like, yeah. So think about it, you got, you got one of the two major political parties that doesn't believe what everyone here believe what what yeah. it, they don't believe that America's a great that's scary and so yeah. if they don't start from the premise that we all America's not perfect but it's the greatest nation ever yeah and and I tell people next to Jesus the best thing ever happened to this world is our country but no the left doesn't believe that so that's this and they think the bureaucrats are supposed to run things not the individuals who we the people elect yeah. That's what we got to. That's what we got to fundamentally change, and that's so much of what our committee is going to focus on. Because we're the House Judiciary Committee, we're supposed to be the committee 
that protects the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, and that's what we're going to focus on doing. Right, so talk a little bit about, you know, obviously there's a lot of controversy around Kevin McCarthy becoming speaker, and, you know, I got a lot of crap. Yeah, I mean, people were nominating you, and you're like, I'm for him. Yeah. Because, again, people don't necessarily understand. Like, you don't want to do the, and I wouldn't either, you know, the 365 days of fundraising and the this. You want to get on, you know, you're a nose-to-the-groundstone guy. Get in there, get on the details, and not have to do that aspect of it. But talk just a little bit about, you know, that process. Maybe the difference between Kevin McCarthy and John Boehner. Well, I'd love to hear about, like, the start of the Freedom Caucus. Because, yeah. obviously, for well, you guys, you're the leader of that. How did that start? And the Compare contrast and, you know, what led to that? Beginning. Well, the, the, the difference is Kevin was able to bring us together and focus on working as a team. And when it happened was when they, the first impeachment of President Trump. Yeah. And they first went after your dad on that bogus phone call baloney. And Kevin came to me and I mean, I, 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 I'll always appreciate what he did. He said, I'm going to, and Rick Crawford, who was willing to step off the Intel Committee, he says, Jim, I'm going to put you on the Intel Committee for all those secret depositions in yeah. the bunker in the basement of the Capitol that Schiff yeah. did. Yeah, where, where they took my phones, my legal team's phone, but Adam Schiff was leaking to CNN every every yeah. bathroom break. Yeah, and, and, and so um, Kevin brought us together. And remember the conventional wisdom was, going into that first impeachment, that every single Democrat was going to vote to impeach President Trump and re several Republicans in the House were going to join him. We go through that process that Kevin helped put together, where we had a good team of people, good, good staff lawyers, everything, working. We go through that process and what happened? Every single Republican voted not to impeach. Several Democrats joined us. One switched parties and has been reelected twice. Jeff Van Drew yeah, from New Jersey. New Jersey yeah. That doesn't happen. It didn't happen, I don't think, if you have if Kevin is not the leader of the Republican Party. And I saw that and I said, look, yeah. this guy knows how to bring us together. Kevin and I came in together. We didn't yeah, always you, agree. You guys don't always, I mean, we it started always, off a little bit more rocky, right? Yeah, I mean, we didn't always agree. But one thing I admire about, about people is people who are willing to work hard. Yeah. And this guy, hard work. Oh, it's brutal. I always tell people, yeah. hard work doesn't guarantee success, but it sure improves your chances, yeah. right? And Kevin is willing to work hard, do the fundraising, bring our team together. And he said something to me. And I, I said this when I nominated him on the House floor on January 3rd. He said something to me our first term. He said, the, he goes, <clears throat> Jim, he goes, the key to this business is being able to get up when you get knocked down. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Yeah. The, oh, of the press is going to come after you. Yeah. When you get hit with stuff, uh, can you persevere and get through it? Yeah. He's been able to do it, and I admire that. I think yeah. he's going to do a good job leading us. I, I, like got, I got a lot of help for supporting him as well, but I was Same like, here. dude, I'm the guy that shows up in some random place in Georgia or Missouri at some fundraiser, and like he's there working the room as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Because people don't understand. That's not the fun part of the job. I mean, that's brutal. Like, you gotta, but you also got to raise money to support other candidates that you want to win. And like, so everyone's like got their dream candidate. Like, talk about the differences in John Boehner. I mean, the Freedom Caucus sort of started, started yeah, yeah. around all of yeah. that and the plan. So I mean, talk about that formation because I think it's a story that most people probably don't know, and it's sort of interesting. And it's yeah, you know, a leading caucus in the House, but also if if you're like a MAGA conservative, you yeah. know, those are our people, generally speaking. Yeah, the, I mean. I, I tell folks all the time, I think we make this job, member of Congress, we make it way too complicated. What'd you tell the folks you were going to do? If they elect you, go do <laughs> yeah. what you said. Hard to believe. And by the way, yeah. no one did that better than your father. Yeah. I mean, I, I still remember early in the administration, Mark Meadows and I, this is probably, I mean, 2018, we're in the West Wing there, and one of the offices, they got a big whiteboard where, I said this out here. They had listed every single promise President Trump made to the American people in the 2016 campaign. And they were just checking them off as they were getting them done. So we came in 
And we had told the American people we were going to do certain things, particularly after the 2010 election, mm -hmm. which is all about the crazy spending, all this stupid stuff, yeah. and Obama and everything. And we, I just felt like we weren't doing what we said. So we said, we got to form a group that is focused on the American people, the American family, who says, so many people think this town's forgotten them, our job is to remember them. And that's why we formed the group. And the contrast between the leadership then <clears throat> and the leadership under Kevin McCarthy, Kevin has been focused on, what did we tell the voters we're going to do? Let's, stay, let's, let's go get that done, <clears throat> just like your dad did. So what's the number one mm -hmm. issue, if you could get, you know, of the things that have been promised to the voters, what's number one for you? You know, in terms of the Republican Party, and then maybe what's number one that you can do from your position as chair of the Judiciary Committee? Well, number one is the border. Uh, number two is this, this weaponization issue and, and the attack on the First Amendment, like we said. But you think about what we've seen in the last two years. We went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from stable prices to record inflation. And we went from good energy policy, energy dominant energy policy, to the ridiculous situation we have now. And all of those things are contributing to the record inflation that American families are having to deal with, driving up the cost of everything. I talked to our son the other day, our oldest son. Uh, we got two boys and two girls, and our oldest son, was, he called me, and he does well, he's in sales, does well. Yeah. He's in the Chicago area. And he, and he told me, he says, man, everything costs so much. Like, just yeah. the groceries for him and his hey, two kids. I'm the son wife. of a billionaire yeah. from New York. If I go to the grocery store at the gas pump, I'm like, jeez, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. So, so, if I know Notice it, it's a problem. Yeah, so all those are, are critically important. We got to deal with But this, this idea that there's 80 some thousand IRS agents going to harass conservatives, this idea that the ATF is going to make 10 million to 40 million gun owners felons or put them on some registration list because of something they told them they could do 10 years ago that they suddenly changed their mind on. This idea that the FBI has two standards of justice, that issue is huge. Yeah. People get it. And they understand that, as I've said now several times, that their First Amendment liberties are under attack. Daily. And it's, you know, the idea in America is that people are literally afraid to pick their head up and speak out yeah. is so scary because if you lose that, we can, we can recover from the, the, the crazy inflation, the crazy tax policy, that we can recover. But if, you, if we lose the fundamentals, your right to speak, yeah. where you can't have real debate, that, that is so frightening to me, and that's where I am on our committee where we are going to zero in on because, it's, it's, it's again, it's the fundamental issue. Well, Jim, the American people are counting on you, well, and honestly, if you. I had to pick someone and handpick them to do all that, it's you, so I well, really appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much thanks, for being here. Thanks for all you do. Oh, God we'll bless keep you. going, man. We have, we have no choice. Exactly. exactly. We have no choice. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd love not to it. have to do this, America's yeah, worth but it's it. worth it. It's worth yep. it for our children. It's worth it for their children. And we are up against, in my opinion these days, honestly, it's evil at this point. Yeah. I'd love, I don't want to talk hyperbole. I don't want to, I'd love not to say these things. It's not an act. Like, just look at what they're saying every day. Look at what they're doing. Look at the double standard. Yeah. And if you, again, if you have some common sense, it's literally hard to come up with another conclusion. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Keep you it too, up. Buddy. Thanks to you, you and your family, Night. your entire family. So guys, thanks so much to Jim Jordan. Thanks for watching. But remember, guys, support the businesses that support us. So if you're a business owner, again, with W-2 employees, you can now qualify for up to $26,000 per employee. That's possible through a program called ERC. If you're the lifeblood of this country running a small business, take back some of the money that you're owed. The Patriots at MaxRefund.com slash Don Jr. Use the Don Jr. part, D-O-N-J-R, so they know that you're supporting them and hearing about them from me. That way they can really support this kind of business. 
let them know and get back the money that you're owed. You guys are the lifeblood of American business. Get the money back that you're owed. So visit maxrefund.com slash D-O-N-J-R, Don Jr. Again, if you're a W-2 employee, small business, et cetera, and qualify today. I also want to thank our friends at GoldCo. If you're like me and you're concerned about the direction of the world and where we're going and the insanity of what's going on around you, gold and precious metals may be an awesome way to diversify your portfolio. So support those who support us. Visit DonJuniorGold.com, D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com. Check out what they can do for you. Protect yourself or hedge yourself against the insanity of what Jim and I have been talking about here all day today. And again, support the businesses that share your values, support the businesses that support you and are willing to do stuff like this so that we can make sure we're engaged in the fight against the insanity and everything we're up against. So thanks again to my man, Jim Jordan. You guys are the best. Thank you for watching. Really appreciate you all. And uh, I'm gonna try to switch over to Locals now and cover that as well. So appreciate it, guys. And if you're at CPAC, don't forget, vote for Trump in the straw poll. If you find the guy in the black, uh, MAGA Inc. hat, you can get free tickets to the DJT reception again if you're visiting. Otherwise, I'll see you guys soon. You're the best.